And I believe it relates and there's lessons that we can learn in the times that we are in today in the United States of America. In 1 Samuel chapter 3 verse 1 it says, Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. Now I want you to understand something. If you were here last month, we learned that the scripture tells us that the word of the Lord was rare in those days because there were several reasons. And it wasn't, any of the reasons wasn't that it was God's will that he did not want to speak. It's God's will that he wants to speak to his people. Actually, in Jeremiah 25 verse 4, it said, The Lord has sent to you all of his servants and prophets again and again. But you, speaking of Israel, have not listened nor inclined your ear to hear. See, the reason the Lord was silent because simply God's people did not want to hear what he had to say. God's people had become like the rest of the world. And we see that throughout history with the nation of Israel. But sadly, it's, it's come to the United States of America with, with Jesus' church. Where we don't see a distinction between God's people and the rest of the world. See... In this time of history, just like the nation of Israel indulged themselves in the things of this world, the sins and all of the things that the world went after, the worldly desires, the desires of the flesh, they involved themselves in all sorts of wickedness. Sadly, the United States of America church is involving themselves in the same things. And we see a... If, if you go and you talk to pastors, you talk to people of God who, who truly want to hear from the Lord, you will hear from them. It's like it's, we're in a time in a history where it just seems like God is silent. Not only as it pertained to Israel as a prophetic word that God was not revealing things to them or speaking to them in a prophetic way. So today... Sadly, we have information at, at the tip of our fingers, but the truth of God's word is not being preached in his house. It's hard to find pastors and leaders who are supposed to be following the Lord who will actually stand and preach the truth of God's word. You know, in 2 Timothy, it says in the latter days that these preachers, these these people who are supposed to be leading God's house, are going to sway away from the truth. They're going to go around the hard things. They're going to they're going to speak what people want to hear, so that they can gain more people in their seats, more money, political gain, whatever it may be. But instead of preaching the truth of God's word, they preach flattering words to promote their own ministries or whatever it may be. And that's what it had become here in this time of history of 1 Samuel chapter 3. But here's here's the hope in that. No matter where we are in history, just like it was here, like it was before Jesus, where there was 400 years 
of silence. God is calling for men and women who will stand and preach the truth of his word. God is calling and looking for the ones who, like he said about John the Baptist, who will be the voice crying out in the wilderness. And God is calling and looking for men and women like that today in this church, in this state, in the United States of America, who will stand and preach his word no matter what. The question isn't, is God calling you? The question is, will you answer the call? God is about to call a young man. Now, I want to point that out. Most scholars believe, he says he uses the word boy. Now, it has a variety of variants in translation here. But most scholars believe Samuel to be around 12 years old. 12 to 15 years old at this time. Now, I want you to think about this. God is calling a young boy. He's about to hear from God for the first time. God is going to call him into the ministry to be a prophet, one who will speak truth, one who will not go around and like the rest of the people that he was around and be filled with corruption, but one who will live set apart from this world, one who will preach truth. Now, I love how the Bible gives so much detail and he uses that Samuel was a boy because sadly the men were not were failing to stand up and speak the truth. Uh, if you were here last month, we, we learned about how the high priest Eli, he was an okay man himself, but but he was a passive man. He was a passive father. He, he failed to correct his sons, and his sons grew up uh, and corrupted the house of God, and they were involved in all sorts of wickedness. And they were, they would have been who Samuel could have or should have looked up to. But they had failed in that role. They had failed to stand for God's word. And they were just like the rest of the world. Now these were people who were in God's house. It wasn't the rest of the world. This was the condition of the leadership in God's house. I want you to look what it says going on in verse 2. It says, now it came to pass at that time. While Eli was lying down in his place when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see. Now this is referring to his physical state, but I also believe it could be referring to the spiritual state of the leaders in God's house. It says that their eyes had been become so dim that they could not see. You know, it, it goes on to say here that when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see, and before the lamp of God went out into the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of God was while Samuel was still lying down. I looked into this, and and there's some different opinions here, but from most things that I read, it says that this lamp of God was supposed to stay burning 24-7. But he uses this scripture here like that it was about to go out. It was a dark time in history. And this is a representative of the spiritual state of God's people. That that they had become so ingrained with worldly things. They were involved in so many dark things that there was just a... just. I mean, the, the, 
the light. You know, Jesus said that you are the light of the world. And, and it, the light was so dim that you could barely see. That's how dark that the world had become because of the failure of God's people. And sadly, I believe that that's where we're at in the United States of America. You know, we're in a time of history where where people, uh, they don't know, they can't see truth because sadly we're not being the light of truth. We've reached that time in history where God's people are failing to be that light and we've become just like the rest of the world and involved ourselves in darkness. But in that, God always has his Samuels. He always has these people who he is about to call and he is calling to stand and take a stand for his truth. And I want to speak to you today on that and on that subject of will you answer that call. Now, I believe sadly that most people miss that call in their life simply because of several reasons. And I want to give you some principles that we can learn if you want to hear that call, if you want to hear from the Lord, if you want to know the Lord's calling on your life, the Lord has placed a calling on each and every one of you here. The question is, and the reason why people don't, is follow after it is because they simply don't know what it is. And so, although there is specific callings and there is individual callings and there is differences how God calls people, I believe that we can learn some practical lessons from when Samuel was called how we are called today and how you can be prepared to answer that call. Does that make sense? Number one thing that I want you to understand about God's calling in your life, I want you to look in verse 3. We'll go back and we'll read in verse 2, and it says, Now it came to pass at that time while Eli was lying down in his place, when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see, verse 3, And before the lamp of God had went out, In the tabernacle of the Lord, the ark of God was, where the ark of God was, while Samuel was lying down. Now, I want to point this out. Samuel, this is in the middle of the night. It's before the dawn. So, this wasn't a very convenient time to be called by the Lord. Samuel's trying to sleep. You've been called in the middle of the night. Somebody wake you up, need something. That's not very convenient. You've got to get out of bed. And oftentimes when God calls you, what you want need to understand is God's call isn't always convenient. In verse 3, it tells us this, that Samuel, the time when God was going to call him, it wasn't a very convenient time. He had a position. He had things, duties in the, in the tabernacle that he had to fulfill. He had... He was about to get up. He had, to, he had to go to work. He had to do what he needed to do to provide. Yet God calls him at an inconvenient time in the middle of the night. And I think people today and Christians miss the calling simply because our flesh can use all kinds of excuses why we cannot answer the call of the Lord in our lives. Well, we've got, we've got, I've got a job. I've got to go provide for my family. You know, I, I, I like where I'm at right now. Everything's going well. I've got 
uh, my, my, everything's going good at my house, I've got this job, I'm, or I'm in college, or whatever it may be, we can use all of the excuses why we can't answer the call of God. But we need to realize that when God calls you, it may not be convenient, but we need to be ready and willing at all times. You know, I want to point out something else here that I, that I skipped over. So I want you to notice that it, it's never too late. You know, God points this out in the scripture that it was a dark time. And in that nation and in that time, people just wasn't hearing from the Lord. There was hardly anybody who followed after the Lord. And you may be facing that today. We are facing that today. But it's never too late. As long as you're here, there's hope. Amen? It said it was before. There, was, there wasn't much fire, but there was a little bit left. And God was about to call someone who would reignite that fire. The second thing that you need to realize about God's call is God's calling isn't always what you would expect. Now, I want you to think about this. As we look into verse 4, it says, The Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here I am. So then he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. I want you to think about that. You would think, that if you were to hear from the Lord, you would know it right off the bat. I mean, especially here, as it was an audible voice, I believe. If you were in that time period, and you were Samuel, and you're in the middle of your night, in the middle of the bed, and you're at night, and you're asleep, and you hear a voice, your name called, Travis. You'd be like, all right, this has got to be God. But I want you to notice how Samuel confused the voice of God with Eli. And he runs to Eli. And he says, here I am. See, you would think that he would have known right off the bat. And sometimes Christians are sitting around waiting. Well, I'm, I'm, I want to know God's calling for my life. And they're, it's like they're waiting for a voice from heaven to say, Travis, this is your calling. Or David, this is your calling, that we'll know right off the bat. But even Samuel didn't know right off the bat. He needed guidance. He needed confirmation, which is what we'll get into. And the same for us today. God has called you for a purpose. He's given you his word. It's a question of will we obey it. Now... I want you to understand something. There's a lot of debate here, and I won't get into the doctrine and all of that. But in Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 2, it says that God, who at various times and in various ways, spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, but unto us has spoke or spoken unto us through his Son. We have his word. We're not sitting around waiting on a voice from heaven to call your name. He's called you. It tells you right here in the scripture. If you want to know God's calling for your life today, get into his word. Third thing that I want you to look at in God's calling, if you want to know God's calling for your life, is God's calling will come with confirmation. 
Looking back in verse 4, it says, Then God called Samuel, and he answered, Here I am. And so he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And Eli said, I did not call. Go lie down again. And he went to lie down, and then the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he answered, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. Now, I understand and want you to understand that we're looking over here. I don't believe necessarily does it mean that Samuel didn't have a relationship with the Lord at this time. It's that he had had not heard that call in his life yet. And it was a call that... He had to have guidance on. He had to have counsel on. He had to have confirmation on for him to fully understand it. And he didn't get it right the first time. And it may be the same in your life today. Maybe you've tried something. Maybe you thought God called you somewhere and you went and nothing worked out. Or you're just, you don't know exactly what he's called you to do. I want you to understand that God is patient with each and every one of us. As God called him more than once, he said, the Bible says, He who began a good work in you will finish it. God called Samuel over and over. If he's called you, he's going to confirm it. Then in looking in, I want you to look in verse 10. And I want to go back also real quick. Let me jump back before I jump over this. Looking in verse 8. It says, The Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he arose and he went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. And then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. And therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go and lie down, and it shall be that if he calls you, that you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lie down in his place. We need community. We need people and leaders and guidance to answer that call. I want you to know how Samuel ran to Eli. Eli could have been selfish. He could have used it for his advantage. He could have directed him in the wrong path. But at this point, Eli directs him back to the Lord. He says, go back, listen to the Lord again. He doesn't give his opinions. And that's what a true leader does. Someone who you need counsel and guidance from is someone who will point you back to God's word. He says, go back. Go back and listen and wait upon the Lord. And then the fifth thing I want you to look at is it says, as we're going down, it says, Therefore, Eli says to Samuel, Go lie down, and he does. And in verse 10 it says, Now the Lord came and stood and called, as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And he answered, Speak, for your servant hears. Now, when I was originally studying this, I had overlooked it, and then when I was going back and studying and, and getting ready for this message, I, I saw this here in verse 10. It says, The Lord came and stood and called as at other times. God was there the whole time. 
Samuel just failed to open his eyes and see. God was there directing him, calling him the whole time. He just failed to open his eyes and see. And he ran to someone else. And many Christians miss the calling today in their lives because we're running to other things instead of being still and opening our eyes and looking around for the Lord. Amen? Then here's what I want to point out in verse 11. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. And in that day, I will perform against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knows because his sons made themselves vile and he did not restrain them. I want you to think about this, and this is one of the things I wanted to point out, is God's calling comes with a cost. You know, Samuel was a 12-year-old boy, maybe 15 at the oldest. And God was about to call him to do something that was going to be uncomfortable, something that was going to be the last thing he wanted to do, something that may cost him something. And when God calls us, many times it's going to cost you something. It may cost you friendships. With Samuel, he was going to have to speak truth that was going to be hard to hear. I mean, the man who pretty much raised him was like his father figure. He was going to have to speak truth to him. It may cause division. It may cause relationships to be strained, to be broken. He was going to have to speak out against Samuel's sons. He was going to have to speak out of the wickedness of the nation. And it wasn't going to be what people wanted to hear. He wasn't going to be popular. People weren't going to like him. It was going to cost him things. Many times when God calls you, it's going to cost you something. Remember, Jesus says, if you're not willing to forsake these things, you're not worthy to be my disciple. And this is what it takes if you want to be used by the Lord. But lastly, I want to point out that God's call will be recognized by others. In verse 19 through 20, it says, So Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, knew that Samuel had been established as the prophet of the Lord. When God calls you, no matter how uncomfortable it may be, no matter what it costs you, God is always with us. This says that God established Samuel. God protected Samuel. God gave Samuel purpose. God honored Samuel in this because he stood and honored God. Now, what I want you to know about this is that if you look back up in verse 15, It says, so Samuel, after he got this call, he lay down in the morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord, and Samuel was afraid to tell Eli the vision. Then Eli called Samuel, and he said, basically, I'll paraphrase, but he said, you need to tell me what all God had said. Eli didn't want to do it right off the bat. I can imagine when he was there, he was probably wanting to avoid 
Samuel didn't want to tell Eli. He was probably trying to avoid him at that point. But Eli comes to him and says, I know God has called you, and I need you to tell me what he said. And it was going to be comfortable for him. It was going to be hard. And it says that he had fear. He had fear to step into that calling. And I know that there's plenty of people here who you know God has put a call upon your life, but it comes with a cost, and it's a fearful thing. For me, it's a fearful thing to stand up here and preach before a bunch of people. But Samuel overlooked, crucified his emotions, his wants, his desires, and he was obedient to God, and he proclaimed what God had laid upon his heart to proclaim. And my question for you today would be, will you stand and be like Samuel? Will you stand and speak truth no matter what it may cost you, no matter what may come against you? Will you answer that call this morning? So if you would stand with me this morning. Every head bowed, every eye closed, I want to read you a scripture as they come up. 